I am unashamed. What about you? So here we go. Uh, as promised on the Unashamed podcast, we have our sister and your daughter, Dad, uh, and and mom too. Because yes. what do you call mom, Phyllis? My special mom. Special mom, which is awesome. Um, so it's uh, it's it's weird. It's wild. It's uh, you know, I guess it's different for us because we obviously had a few months to process and and meet and talk, but it's still kind of crazy and what's so funny feels is we're so known as like the four brothers and of course you know like i'm the one usually that's this because i don't have a beard all year that gets the scapegoat but now there's a girl so there's you're yeah, yeah, yeah we're the only two ones without beards yeah. but they say that's you know but did you see how he packaged that he he's the weird brother but he said i'm the one that i don't have a beard so now we're both weird <laughs> no trust me i've I know both of you long enough to know he's more weird. And you're not weird at all, right? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> so so mom and and Miss Kay of course. Uh so mom before we get into to more of our story that we started last time. So Jay's mentioned a couple of podcasts ago that he had a Mother's Day gift for you. Oh yeah. And, and he told the audience what it was going to be. Which was a thousand dollars, ten one hundred dollar bill, one hundred dollar. So he said he did it to be able to buy you off because you've been on him about the plane or whatever we've been arguing about this time. So I because get, he's too tired to pay for half the plane, I know. <laughs> I know. So, but but he tells me all about winning on the stock market. So mm, see, that's winning. just like winning. It's not really yet, winning. It's investing with a payoff. But anyway, that's fine. Yes. So. I have a problem with you telling me all that, and then when I asked you to play half of something, it's like World War Three. No, the argument that I thought we had ended with the payoff was that Phil said I have a free plane. That yes, and so, that was have you ever, totally. Have you ever had a free plane before? No, I would like somebody to go up there right now and try to get a free plane from the man that does that i and did you'll think get it was nothing. weird speaking of weird oh, but i went with it and then when i got the bill for the free plane i thought well that must not have been free yeah, jace was hoping for the free plane <laughs> yeah. That's no it, and then i <laughs> i just thought i got hustled by my parents so i just brought it up because i thought and you next didn't time pay half you paid only a third because you felt guilty because of what your husband did and therefore i said I tell you what, I'll pay whatever you feel I need to. And you said, "Okay, give me a third. I said, "Okay." So did the don't, did don't the, remember did, all that? She's <laughs> <laughs> all Hillary Clinton. I don't recall. We just went in. I don't recall. So did the thousand bucks? Did it buy you off? Are you happy now? Is yeah, it, I forgave him that second that I saw this, <laughs> those those ten hundred dollar bills in there. I said, "All forgiven, yeah. love and war." She it's has over. really been really nice. Then I have a new prediction. Her attitude changed. Oh, I know. Just. Boom. People so say, what can $1,000 buy? We know it can buy forgiveness. But then I don't want to start another argument, but then I made a prediction. I said, I predict that within seven days, I told Missy this, that Miss Kay, my mom, will give away that $1,000. She will just give it away. Well, within an hour, uh, she gave me a hundred. <laughs> there we I go. Got, As a tip. That's right. Now, I got a hundred. Well, and, and I got a tip. What you yeah. are hearing, Phyllis, <laughs> is kind of a spinoff of the old Mookie, Mookie, or the old movie Being John Malkovich. This is like being a Robertson. That. I've never even heard of that movie, Phil. What, where, where are you watching? I can't that? believe you remembered that. I That's... didn't watch it. I just saw it advertised. <laughs> This is like being a Robertson. Being John Malkovich. That's funny. I have nothing. I don't know who that is. I'm worried to even research it, and I don't know what to say. I like it's an actor. I like you need to get out more. Phil, I'm out. You're not. That's what's disturbing. That's what's disturbing. Get out mentally. Well, look, this has come back from 30 years. I don't know how you remember that. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, That's Phil has not left this seven acres in months. 
And he's telling me to get out more. I'm leaving here in about an hour. So, I mean, I thought I was out. You're really going out to a lot of places. You're going to your corner. I'm almost to the Jeremiah Johnson line when the old mountain man said, you you might ought to get out of these mountains and get out there, go back to one of the towns down there. And old Jeremiah Johnson said, I've already been to a town. (laughs) Oh, that was a mic mic drop moment there. Need we say more? I've already been to Phyllis, I'm feeling the need to just apologize again. <laughs> I, I feel like every time I turn around, this is kind of embarrassing. I have at least seen that movie. So I have have seen you? That one. Yes, sir. You saw there you go. Jeremiah Johnson? Yeah. Or, oh, oh, I love that Did movie. you see Being John Malkovich? I, I think I might have seen it. I definitely have heard of it, but I, I can't like, remember it. You know the you best know. role John Malkovich played to me? You remember the when Eastwood was the Secret Service agent? Uh, in the lineup, no, oh, no. fire. the villain. Was he was he? the villain. Oh, that's, that's John Malkovich. How he was the you villain. Even know who that is? That he's a, he's a very good actor. He's good. Remember that one? Remember he was the bad guy. Oh, yeah. He played a good one. Oh, I know. He, he made yeah. that gun out of wood, and then oh, he yeah. shot that duck out on the water. And the two rednecks run up there, and they had things. They said, Let me shoot it. They shot it, and then he just shot them both. Yeah, well, that's he was a killer. That seems kind of morbid. Oh, well, I mean, he was. A, it's a violent movie. <laughs> I haven't watched it, nor do I plan to. <laughs> well, you're missing a good movie. Is all I can say. Uh, so anyway, so mom, yes, we talked a lot about you on our the last podcast. I hope it was all good. It was all good. Well, uh, yeah, we did talk about the argument that was been going on, but it's been paid for, for me and you, know, you for yeah. thirty years. No, fifty. <laughs> I'm not good with I could start talking, but he probably couldn't argue until he started talking. So (laughs) we can say 49 to be safe. He was three. He was three before he started talking? Well, Well, before he made any sense. (laughs) Well, Kay came up with this line. She said that we had only had one argument, and I thought that was weird. And she said it lasted 47 years. (laughs) That's true. That is true. These two are like oil and water. So... No, I'm talking about we talked about you on the last podcast when we talked about Phyllis. And so I wanted you to talk a little bit about it. Obviously, we explained Jason and I getting the letter, kind of how we went through that process. And so I mentioned that when I went out to talk to you and Dad, because it was kind of like a process. It took a, a couple of weeks before we were trying to figure out what we were going to do. And then I just felt like we had to – I had to let you guys know because we were going to have to try to figure out is this true or not true. And so – that night was really interesting, and, and I talked about that I, I felt like you knew a lot of stuff about it. It really convinced me because I wasn't sure. And Dad no, didn't know. I knew. He didn't remember anything. You knew a lot. I knew a lot. And so, I knew a lot he didn't know. Well, right. And I had never really thought about it before. If you had two people walking through a period of your life, and one is basically either drinking or on drugs the whole time and is not you know, in their own mind, but the person, a heathen, a heathen, and the person who's with him though is not living that way. So you would tend to remember a lot, you know, yeah. from that era. And so it was really interesting. I think your initial reaction to the whole thing. So uh, he he mentioned that you said for years that you knew one of these days a person was going to show up. That you, I said a boy because I just you I thought there'd be a, son, a man. Right? Yeah, because of that period of his life. Because I'm a prophetess, really. No, she was saying that if there might be, it would be a son. Right, right, right. Yeah, looking like y'all. For for kind of weird reasons, I guess. Did you, but you, did you ever imagine it would be a daughter? No. (laughs) That was the bright surprise of it all. I never. What are you trying to thought say? Thought he yeah. could produce a girl. What can <laughs> what can I say? I mean, I wanted a girl the whole time, and no can do. When Jet was born, I was, the doctor told me he was going to be a girl. He lied. Well, he sort of was. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he lied, and then I said, and then Phil said, "Just what I wanted, another boy." You did say that. I know you don't recall. You recall the movie, but not this. But it's okay. And so I was. So yes, I was just thrilled beyond belief. So, and you knew that night. You told me, like, as soon as I read you the letter and showed it to you, you said, "Oh, this is true." 
Yeah. And it was I really did. interesting because we had not, and dad's not sure because he don't remember and he doesn't know anything, but it wasn't amazing that instantly you were like, oh, this is true. This is her. This has got to be the one. And I found that fascinating because I was not convinced. I thought it, the evidence was looking like it, it had a very good chance, but I wasn't sure. And then dad didn't know much, so that didn't help. But it, it kind of convinced me that it was probably was because you were so convinced that it was. I knew it. You know, it was weird to me what I thought. I didn't share this before, but as many of us that have used DNA as an illustration yeah. of the evidence of God, right. I mean, I've used that hundreds of times in speeches. Size used it too. And what's well, weird is Jace means coherently uses it. <laughs> Jace uses it coherently. Too. I mean, size. <laughs> Let's save that for a later podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If we had happened to be in this situation in an era where there there was no DNA. Which wasn't too long ago. She would have never found her dad, and I would have never found my daughter. That's right. right. But I've always used it as an evidence as far as uh, just how in the world does – the evolution process coming from an explosion and or what you always say seaweed or salt water all that we always use that because it's the most sophisticated code that we've ever run upon and it's in our bodies and so we're always like well who wrote the code and now you have this code as actually a way to remove all doubt. I mean, I've used that illustration in my speeches. I'm like, how much? Because remember you said, now how sure are we about this DNA? I was like, oh, we're sure. Because if your DNA is at a crime site, you're in trouble. That's I right. mean, it, you know, that's how they look. I mean, we, we trust him. <clears throat> and so to me, it was an evidence, you know, even more than that of God and how he worked, you know, what you read last time in Romans 8. You know, I, I truly believe that. So let Phyllis tell her story from start to finish, and we'll see how she ended up finding me. Well, yeah. and, and first of all, Phyllis, just welcome. Like, I guess this first time we're doing this publicly. So I've been anticipating this for a while because obviously all of us speak for a living. You know, I preach, we speak, Jace, all of us do a lot of interviews and a lot of stuff. And so I've been highly anticipating, excited about being able to introduce you. Uh, to the people that follow us and listen to us, and because uh, to me it's it's a it's a compelling story uh, of finding you know connection to people, and it was very evident we all met you that DNA, your DNA, your genetics, so much about you fits so much about us, and we all recognized it very early on, even by phone before we met you, um, which was amazing. So. We'll take a quick break, and then I want you to tell about kind of what began this, your quest, you know, why you were looking for your dad. So let's take a quick break. So we got uh, Zach with us, of course, my business partner. And so uh, Zach's a a business guru. I guess he would be our family business guru, I guess, unless you counted Willie. I don't know. But uh, which Willie, you know. Willie may object to that (laughs) assertion. He would. So, Zach, how important are HR people to organizations? I mean, you know, big organizations, would you say? And you, you mean human resources. Human resources. I, when he first did this, I thought he was talking about home runs. I thought, <laughs> well, of course, if you had a softball team, you need somebody to be able to hit some home runs. Well, that's right. And I forgot what Dad thought. He thought it was something else. Uh, human resources is what we're talking about. So, no, see, you have collected at the table here. At one time, the world's greatest spades player, <laughs> so card player, and that one Jason me. Robertson. Okay, uh, that was before his beard turned a little gray. I don't know. He Thanks was, for he, he was uh, on the internet talking with the, you know Manhattan, you know, you know big dogs and all this stuff. <laughs> you lost me. So but. you got them. Then you got like the guys, the financial type, y'all too. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason's in the stock market. And you got me, who who helped bring y'all forth, and it's just a scary thing to 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 you know unveil. If you know welcome to the show to investigate, Zach. I get it. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Zach. So anyway, that being said, from Dad, uh, small businesses. Zach and I have a small business, and so you know it's hard. To, you, you have human resources needs, but how do you do it? Because you don't want to hire a person. Yeah. Money, benefits, all this stuff. So we got a company, uh, Bambi. 
but not not B A M B I B A M B E E Bambi Bam to the B uh, that basically has a virtual HR guy or, or gal uh, for your business. So you want to check these guys out. You get a dedicated HR manager. They're available by phone or email. Real time chat, which is important these days, and with the coronavirus, <laughs> this is especially good. So month to month, no hidden fees. You cancel anytime. Um, check them out. Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E.com slash Robertson. Uh, and if you go there now, you get a free audit. So that's uh, B-A-M-B-E-E.com slash Robertson. So uh, it's been two or three years ago. Uh, my oldest son's fiance bought him a DNA kit, and he was interested in learning his ethnicity. He... Uh, Completed the kit, sent it in, got it back, and looked at his little pie chart. Tells you how much of this or that that you are from wherever you are in the world. And uh, he said, you know, it, he told us it doesn't make sense. There's there's some stuff missing here that we were told was part of our ethnicity. And I looked at it. I'm like, you're right. You know, this, is, this isn't matching up to what we've been told. So um, I called my brother and uh, mentioned it to him. And he said, well, you know, something doesn't line up there either, you know, our dad's not your dad or everything we've been told isn't true. I talked to, I have a sister, I have a brother and a sister. I mean, I'm sure that had to be just a shock, but you, you had told me before you always kind of felt something wasn't right. I wasn't shocked. I really wasn't. It just kind of was like, Hmm, uh, I'm thinking this, this might be kind of a moment where I learned that what I've suspected all along might be true. Hmm. Uh, my sister had had people in the family make comments to her like, uh, you know, your dad's not her dad kind of thing. Uh, so she was on it. She wanted to find out and she did a DNA test. Um, and so I finally did one. And when I did, um, it came back that they were my half siblings. So Hmm. I knew for a fact at that point. And what that does is it allows you to then, um, investigate. You can find out who your DNA matches are, who are you related to? So I could quickly see from the paternal side, you know, these are the, the names that I was coming up with surnames. And, uh, it, you know, little digging, um, internet searches, looking through the, the site and put together a family tree, so to speak. Uh, my husband helped me with it. Um, we could fill in a lot of blanks and then it kind of got down to just a few blanks and had it narrowed down. And I'm like, I think I know who this, who this might be. Yeah. And then, uh, then you're like, Oh, and fortunately, I think I remember asking you, I was like, have you ever seen that show duck dynasty? And you were like, no, I haven't. And you are apologizing. I'm like, oh, no, don't apologize. That's going to be very helpful moving Sorry. forward. I, I didn't want the shock. We just, uh, we, uh, it just so happened that maybe when it was first coming out, we had heard of it and we knew mm. about it, but we never watched it. And then we went on the mission field for five years when your show was really running and popular, and we just didn't get it. So we never mm. watched it. It just did never come up. It was not on our radar. Uh, just seems like an amazing coincidence to me, but especially it's for helped. something so yeah. well known. It's helped, yeah. And the fact you didn't really know us through that right. at all. I had no some... preconceived ideas, really. I tried to watch a couple episodes just to thinking, hey, you know, mm. get to kind of see who they are. And I knew, you know, that this is reality TV. How much of this is actually reality versus not? And it just, it felt like, you know, that that's not what I want my first impression to be. Yeah. I want my first impression to be <laughs> not not that what I was seeing was, you know. <laughs> That wasn't good because it was a funny yeah. and wholesome show, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's just that I wanted my impressions and, and first impressions of you to be what my impressions were with you, and not yeah. what not through the lens of, of a television show. That's yeah. how I felt. Which anyway. was a good way to view that because my take on the show because I was late to the show because I was in the first three seasons that everybody you know obviously there's a lot of multifaceted personalities, and so Willie kind of got locked in early on as the bad guy because he's running the company and all that's true. He that has a little side to him that's difficult at the working He does, he does. But he's also super funny and like a lot of the elements of his personality you didn't get to always see on the show. So mm-hmm. if you only had that one prism, you would miss some of that. It's like exactly. Jace, the, the serious side of Jace that's, that people love, his teaching, his ability to do the Bible. Every you time, got that from the no, show. Every time I would get serious on the show – Edit, edit. <laughs> I they didn't want know. him that way. So, no, so. It, it, it's an element of his personality. So you're right. If you had only viewed it through that lens, you would have missed him. Exactly. But exactly. Right. <laughs> we prayed about this a lot. We got counsel from people that were uh, close to us, godly people. And we thought, you know, how do you write a letter like this? 
no matter who it is. Um, we didn't want to disrupt someone's life. Um, I knew he is married. Um, I did not want to hurt her. Um, and, and we talked about, I heard you talking about Zach calling me for the first time. And that was one of the first questions I asked him is how would Miss Kay feel about this? Because if this is something that's going to upset her, we can stop this right now. Um, and he said, Oh no, she's a loving, forgiving, nurturing person. And, and I was just like, okay, okay. You know, like, uh, I, that's great. You know, good news to hear. So we did pray about it. And, um, and for us, we are believers. Um, we, we've been going to church for years, a lot of ministry working in the church and to us, church was a safe landing place. And so we knew that you had pastored, uh, a part of your church elders at your church. And I kind of dug around on the White's Ferry road church. It uh, is website. easy to find some stuff about us. It is. It is. I mean, <laughs> I'm just, a dad would yeah. know about it, but yeah. you know, you can't find out some yeah. information about the rocks. Now, at what point did you realize, that? okay, a lot of this I'm reading may not necessarily be true. <laughs> I didn't read a lot of it. I tried not to. And, and, you yeah. know, the few people we told, as soon as I would say something, there was the initial, like, and then they'd pick up their phone and start looking stuff up. And I'm like, mm-hmm. You know, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to hear all of that. I don't. Well, right, because a lot of it, obviously, on the internet is not true. But mm-hmm. you were you were reading the true stuff. So, mm-hmm. so we we decided we we crafted a letter. Um, we mailed one uh, to the church. We also, because we were digging around on that website, saw that you were preaching. Uh, I think the last Sunday of December at, at the, the church. Yeah, and, uh, which I don't know Jace if you ever knew this. That, day. I, that is the only time in the history of my church involvement that they ever let me be in charge. All of, the sensible people were gone, and it was like, well, they were, we're turning over look, the keys to Jace. I made a comment, like I often do, because I can't keep my mouth shut. Amen. I, I over <laughs> got an amen easy, from Miss K. Easy, she's get, trying to get another thousand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I made a comment because I said, "What are y'all doing?" Because we do the worship. I said, "What are y'all doing for the Sunday in between Christmas and New Year's?" And they said, "Oh, we were we were just going to have a church meeting, like." kind of a meeting of the kind church of the state of the church i said that is the dumbest idea i've ever heard <laughs> which i shouldn't have said that and so they said will you do it and i thought well i shouldn't have said that you know <laughs> and i said well i just will so bit. i thought i remember we were in the duck blind and i said why don't you preach and we'll sing i'll do the uh little speech for the uh, lord's supper and i said i'll get all the kids down there and we'll do something for them and so we did that and that is the one sunday that you visited i had nothing to compare it to and i thought you were fabulous (laughs) and he hadn't been up there on that pulpit for a while a couple years well and then with jace he did such a good job then we haven't met since we've been in quarantine so we're just waiting to get back so he can take back so you're seeing me give a lesson and you're in the Uh audience Mm -hmm. i'm your father you're my daughter but we've never seen each other for 45 years so well never you never you you never saw her you weren't there when she was a baby so so what did you think i mean you're like I thought, how cool is it that first I'm seeing my dad, he's preaching the gospel because your message was the core gospel. I mean, yeah. that to me was like, that's a cool dad. You know, you said yeah. something. That's really good. You said something, Phyllis, that struck me early on. I can't remember when you said it, but when we were talking about when you were born, I said, well, you know what, by that time, dad was converted by the mm-hmm. time you were born because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, months earlier he was not. And you said, well, I like the idea that when I came into this world, that my dad was now a believer. Already a believer. Right, uh-huh. which was really powerful. I thought that was a really neat perspective. It is pretty amazing. So you were born, and he was born and, again. In Absolutely. the same year. That's yeah. exactly right. Year. Yeah, you made that observation. I thought, that, well, what a neat thought. You People know? sometimes wonder if God still works today, you know, just bringing that <laughs> Hearing up. Hearing these circumstances and the way God orchestrated all of that, I just see God in every step of the way. I don't believe in coincidences that you happen to have a letter and you forgot things or you were preaching, you usually don't. And you read it, it just, you yeah. know, I don't, there, there's, there can't be that many coincidences. God was in this story yeah. and writing the story. And is so the, what did you do with the letter you had? You were, you were sitting there and she was going to give it to you. <laughs> and Jace is handling the music part. The problem was the letter. I was in charge that day. And so there was a lot of things going through my mind, which is, Kind he's, of unusual. Well, he's already said he's in a fog anyway. And I'm so normal, put him in charge in a fog. And 
And so then it was. I'll let you tell about the meeting. Yeah. Because well, you were you were like yeah. Tell I was I was nervous. I sat out in the parking lot thinking, am I going to really do this? Go in here. And my husband was a cheerleader. He was like, you can do this. Like you've come this far. You can do this. So we made it into the building. <laughs> you know, we're sitting in the pew. <laughs> Every like I'm, next step as I'm you like, go. I'm sitting here and I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. And, you know, you walked in with like an entourage of bodyguards. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we know those bodyguards. I can't just go hand him a yeah. letter, you know. <laughs> I'm like, the truth. What, are, what are they carrying? I don't know. <laughs> they were and carrying they weapons. They were carrying. I'm I'm sure they, that. I figured yeah. that. And uh, I just at one point I cried. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And then uh, and then you bugged out pretty quickly, like right away. And I'm like, well, that is so unlike that too to just <laughs> yeah. bug out fast. Oh god, that never happens. So I I was sitting there and uh, and I just was like, I just got this whatever it is that came over me. I thought, okay, I'm just gonna go give this letter to you. So I walked right up to you, just. <laughs> Here you go. Here's this letter. Will you please give this to your dad? It's really important to me. And you were like, sure. You were super friendly and just kind of oh, patted good. Tony on the on the shoulder and just, hey, Miracle guys. happened again. No, okay. You Maybe said, you need to get out more. <laughs> Where are y'all from? Oh, man, I'm glad that you came to the service today. You were super friendly oh, uh, like and awesome. talkative. And you put it in your bag. And I'm like, well, hey. And he, he got in the, and he never thought about it again. <laughs> and he got never in the thought truck about it again until but, he got the yeah. second letter. That's but okay. you know, I'm glad I was friendly. You Things know? that yeah. you said since then, like I lose my phone and this and that. Yeah. You have a nephew who's a lot like you, so you know we. It's okay. I'm so the letter you. comes to Jace. What do you do with the letter? Hang well, on, here, hang here. on. Let's take a break and then tell Jace. So Dad had been telling you about Omega XL, which I've been taking now for about a month. Yep. And you tried uh, it, huh, Phil? Yeah. And I tried give it. us a report. Yeah, give they, us your they report. I tried it. I tried it. And there is no doubt about it. Uh, your legs get a little achy from time to mm-hmm. time. 74 years old, walking or tired and going around through mud. I started taking those things about a week. You've been ten, taking about a week. Yeah. About a week or 10 days. I thought, you know what? My legs feel a whole lot better. I mean, at your age, anything better is <laughs> the goal. There you go. Moderately that, better helps. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I say kudos to the pristine waters of New Zealand with the muscle shells. There you go. So these things uh, come from muscle extract. We talked about it before. Really good product. Basically helps with inflammation. Uh, Dad is – and look, they tell me it gets better like at the eight-week mark. And I'm not dreaming, thinking maybe it – no, no, it did. We it, might ought to go catch some mussels down yeah. here and run them through the testing process. In the river. That That's exactly right. So we want you to promote a healthy uh, immune response. It helps your immune and anti-inflammatory, which is really good. So here's what you do. Uh, OmegaXL.com slash fill. OmegaXL.com slash feel if you order now you get your second bottle free i will really say that's the only pills i take and i didn't even know if you do it but you said you know when i told you i don't this, take it, pills it, but, but it with that me. i tried that Al, it's natural that's right yeah omega.com slash feel or you can call them 800-844-4888 800-844-4888 omega.com slash feel and help your joints So here's the weird part. Phil, I've told you this, but we're we're not connecting. So I have that letter, but I didn't read it. So then days later, weeks later, maybe? About a week. A week later, I stop at Duck Commander. On his way here. Where she also had sent a letter. They handed me your mail. It's the same letter that I have in my bag. It's another version of it because she was smart enough. Well, I to didn't realize, know that. I'm yeah. Just now get this. So I came That's down, the and then when Al and I go through the letter, because she had also sent I go back and look right. at the original. And I'm like, oh, I already had this. <laughs> You see, that's how it happened. So I that's how you. that's how we all had the, we had the three. So how long? So y'all read it. And well, it was another, then the process, and that, I'm still not aware started. of anything. It was another ten days or so before. That night, I came down and talked to your mom. So that that process, that's what we were trying to figure out. Do we do a DNA test with somebody else in the family? Because our thinking was if one of the cousins or even one of us did a DNA test, would it then show up where we found it? But then there was a lot. I didn't know enough about it. Finally, I just said, Zach and I decided, I said, look, let's just 
let's just tell them. You know, let's just see about this thing. And I knew ultimately a paternity test was the only way we could know for sure. And so I was glad that Dad agreed to do that, which I mean, was important. This whole thing made me think. We're in, you know, we're in the Book of John now, and the next chapter that we'll get to is John seven. But Jesus, you know, he he would wow the crowd with what he said, obviously, because he's the Son of God, and there attack on him was every time they would get caught up in listening they would go back to oh but you're from galilee so this can't be well you can't be who you you say you are you know you you can't be from god and and i kind of think about that in this in that process of trying to figure out is this real you know our first impression was always well it can't be i mean this surely not this we would is, have known yeah, earlier. We, we, you know, you, you try story. to think of all. How the do reasons. you not know? You know, yeah. remember, I think I asked you that. I'm like, how do you not know this? And you were like, hey, I was. It was pretty well a ten year foggy. It was a blur. Yeah, I mean, you're on drugs and you're doing things that you don't even remember. And so, but I, I thought about that just because you know when when good hearted people use godly principles, and a lot of them have been used in this process. It's, love and forgiveness and you know all these these qualities it's amazing how all of a sudden it becomes back to power these powerful qualities that jesus was showing all of a sudden it's like a light bulb comes on yeah which makes a big difference i mean obviously and you're right it's it's trying to imagine you're imagining so much because then you start thinking about it it was hard for me to sleep during this period of time because my mind was just spinning with the possibilities you know and mm-hmm. and part of me was excited because if it was true you know i mean i have a sister out there you know and so that was kind of the way we had the conversation y'all basically said okay dad they take your dna we had to walk it through they're going to take her dna we're going to see if it matches and i'll get back with you that's right and so that kind of led up to this moment and we thought we would get the results back in 24 hours but then it turned out it was like a couple of days it took longer which was just excruciating for us and then we also had a trip planned so when we were gone we weren't even here with dad so that's why i had to call him to tell him you know and so i hated that that we weren't here um but i want to talk a little bit about that phyllis from your perspective so well i wanted to say one thing out for you before you do that uh because i did i don't think i told phyllis this but so i hear this you know basically i said for about three days I, I, like every probably once an hour i'd say I have a sister. It was like, you know, and I'd go on. I was like, I have a sister. And then I started doing that out loud to Missy. And she's like, yep. So your and, mother <laughs> never told you that that I was your father. She never told you that. No. So nobody knows. And so, look, I have answered questions my whole Christian life about situations. I've had people on the couch saying, here's the situation, and it's been – things like this and what you do. But here I am in my own moment saying, well, how am I going to handle this? I, I, because part of me was upset that, well, my dad was lead, leading a sinful life. He betrayed my mom. This is a reminder of that. Then part of me was like, well, here's this woman, because we had already you know, dug on your life too, and I'm like, she, she seems awesome. I mean, this is – because I've always been a champion for people who have to do it the hard way, and unfortunately, you had to. You're in a situation of, you know, that you didn't choose or whatever that's made it really hard, I think, to find a purpose in life and a meaningful relationship with God. And, but I've always had a heart for those kinds of people because people I share Jesus with, people that have, you know, been abused or had bad, you know, childhoods, it always inspires me to see them just say, this is it. This is the moment. I'm putting my faith and trust in Jesus. They forgive their, you know, past aggressors or whatever. And I just always champion those people. So what I did was I read First Corinthians 13. I'd like to read it just because I was sitting on my couch three days into this information, and I thought, how do I respond? And I just thought I need a reminder of the most probably commonly used section of Scripture in the Bible, but it says love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. And I would kind of stop and think, okay. 
it does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. Love never fails. So then I was like, well, that's what I'm going with. But her quest to find out seems to not be based on maybe I'll find he's a good man. Maybe I'll find out he's a bad man. She just wanted to know. I think what she said is, who am I? Where do I? Who who is my father? I wanted it to answer some questions in a way because I knew. It's it's like I knew always growing up something was different. I was different. Mm -hmm. Um, Physically different, some personality differences, just the way I approached life and did things. Um, I always went to church. Uh, my my parents never took me to church. Grandparents didn't go to church with me. Um, I went on my own. It was weird um, mm-hmm. to everyone else around me. People would make comments, but I always went. I'd walk to the nearest one, or I'd go with a friend, or um, I always found a way to go to church. And uh, I, my testimony is that um, I stayed in school, um, graduated school, and did well, and wanted to do well. And uh, I, I, my relationship with the Lord. And those two things are what brought me out of a childhood such that I had. Uh, and, and I think that's just God's grace. Yeah. And, I, and, and I can say to people also, like what you've said, when I've worked with people who have had backgrounds that were tough, you know, you can use that as an excuse to live yeah. a life that is not a great life, that is not a moral life or a godly life. Or you can use it as a reason to say, I'm not going to live like that. Mm. I choose to do different. Yeah. So when the call comes to me from Al... After the DNA test on my part and your part, and I said, what about it? Because I knew he was going to call and tell me. And he said, it's a match. I said, call her up. Get her down here. I said, get her down here. So, so then we <clears throat> waited until she arrived, and we met at uh Yeah, hang on. Before place. we tell that story, let's take a quick break. Yeah, I want to get into that. That was uh, really powerful. So we had probably within two or three weeks after we all knew, we we lined up for you to come down, and uh, you have two sons and their and their fiancés um, came came with you guys and your husband. And uh, <clears throat> so what what was that like for them? Like, how did they take all this? Because obviously you guys were all kind of searching together. Then you find it. And I'm curious as to what their thought process was leading up to you guys coming down here. Were they excited? Were they Just apprehensive? Like, hmm, you know, well, this is interesting. Let's see what happens, you know. Uh, and uh, our oldest son is very much a, when I see this on paper, then I'll believe it. it I see what you're saying, but he wanted to see proof of it. Right. They um, remind me of me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, me too. <laughs> so the youngest was he's our rolling stone is what we all always said and he said hey if this is if this is true then this will be this will be interesting we'll go for it and the oldest is hey i don't know yeah. we'll wait and see so um so they were excited though uh, you and lisa have been an anchor you have i call you my pastor brother now mm-hmm. because you're very much a pastor and um i was getting text messages you know and there's no roots right no roots at this point. So yeah. every time I would get that message, it would be like reaffirming to me, like, okay, yes, they really want to reach out to we me. We pretty talk much text it every day. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was important. Yeah. Like, and I I'm, called you at some point in there. You did. Uh, you did. And it meant a lot. Like, yeah. it, you know, everybody kind of messaged me and everyone, you know, everyone had their own little personality, you know, like Willie's like, I'm, I'm the, I'm the coolest one or something <laughs> yeah. like that. You know, they all liar. He's also a liar. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> now, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and even Shocker. our wives, like it was just, it it was beautiful that everyone chose to reach out to us and include all of us. I wanted it to be eyeball to eyeball, so I didn't. Mm-hmm. I remained silent. Phil, you don't you have say. a phone, so it's, <laughs> well, it's a, you can't text. No one said you're going to call her. They just said they wait. I said, but wait till she gets here. Well, yeah. so when you we Lisa and I met you at the airport uh, when you guys flew in, and. Um, of all things, we get into that. I forgot. I never told that story, Jay. It's cop stories because there's a there's a police officer out there at the airport, and he's hardly ever there. And so normally it's no big deal about leaving your cars up front. But that day he happened to be there, giving me a, a hard time about us having two vehicles there. And I'm dealing with him when we have our big moment. Y'all are coming up, trying not to get a ticket, you know, and I'm explaining everything to him. <clears throat> but anyway, 
uh, when we hugged you guys, I mean, we all started crying. And we started crying when we got in the truck. Because I had been like, I'm not a big crier, but as I've gotten older, I've gotten more emotional. But, like, it was kind of just pin up for me because, like, just the idea of you guys. And so to actually physically see you, even though we had pictures of you, was it was a it was a powerful moment. And we, we kind of cried emotional. there for the first <laughs> 10 yeah. minutes until we said, all right, enough of that. And we drove out to my house for the initial meeting, and then we had a bigger one with Willie and everybody because Dad, it was interesting because Dad had a request that he wanted to just talk to you for a few minutes, just the two of mm-hmm. you guys, if that was okay. And mm-hmm. you said it was. Mm-hmm. And so we we kind of met in the yard or, you know, in the driveway and um, had our initial hugs. And then you and Dad kind of talked for, what, 45 minutes, just the two of y'all on the couch. And the rest of us were in the kitchen. And Everybody had warned me that he's not very nurturing yeah. and be prepared and be prepared. And <laughs> if they hadn't told me that, I, w- I would have never known. I, f- I found you to be very nurturing, you know, grabbing He held your hand and he, and he led you yeah. into the well, good. I haven't heard this part. Yeah, because, so, yeah, uh, you weren't there for this my, part. Yeah. Uh, Jace, you never saw my gentle son. <laughs> no, all <laughs> I got was the hammer. <laughs> I mean, I was in shock. And I've lived with yeah. him how long? 50? Years? Well, it's not every day that you uh, uh, look look out and say, I didn't know I had a daughter for 45 years, but she's just around the door. Right, right I like how curve. you're looking at your watch and you've never owned a watch know, in I'm your life. Saying, like if I'm there just, had only been a watch there. <laughs> that's the humor. I mean, if you've never heard of this girl and all of a sudden they're like, you have a daughter that you haven't didn't know existed yeah. for 45 years. It's a little interruption in your schedule. Yeah. It's a shock. As far as your thinking goes, I'm like, I did tell her pretty quickly, uh, girl, you're the best thing that ever came out of my past. Yeah. Because up until, Amen. Up until Again. she showed up, I had nothing good to say about what happened before I repented. I had nothing good. I just walled it off. The life of sin, and I left it. And hid out, and and finally got on my feet in the faith. But you say, and you thought that was it. That's right. It's behind me, rearview mirror, and it's been so long ago that it's just a blur now. But I look up, and here comes this girl out of the blur, out of the blue, out of the blur. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, if you never knew you had a daughter and 45 years later she's standing in front of you, you're like, yeah. It's overwhelming. You know, it's funny because dad, until you you got here, Phyllis, dad kept calling you little girl to me. Mm -hmm. I was was thinking kid. (laughs) He would say, but I forgot the 45 years. Tell me about the little girl. I said, dad, she's 45 years old. She took me out on the boat a couple days ago (laughs) and he still calls me little girl. Well, you're willing. Little girl, just pull that boat. Well, it's weird. Uh, and I'm, I was thinking, daughter. It's weird to have my response. Man, I was kind of hot a little bit because I, I asked you. I was like, how did you not know this? But you were like, because I thought you were going to say, well, I just forgot. But you're like, no, I didn't know. And I, I was did. like, oh. Well, Jason, you know? you've quickly forgotten the way he was in those 10 years. Which is a positive Which thing. Which is a positive. Look, that's what I'm saying. A lot of the way it's hard for me, I shared in the last podcast about this. Even some of the stories I've heard from his old buddies and the ones that were still alive, it's just hard. We're so far past that now that it's, you know, it's just hard to imagine that. Let's take uh, one last break. So after this initial thing at my house, which was probably about an hour, uh, we went over to Willie's house, and that's where he met Jason and Missy and Jeff was well, there. Well, met us again, again, sort of. Well, yeah. right, yeah, officially. I guess that's right, right. <laughs> where, where he wasn't in the fog. And uh, and Willie and Corey. And so you know, from my perspective, Phil, I'm interested to see what you thought about it then, is I was afraid of you being overwhelmed because we're a huge family. And you haven't had a huge family. I mean, you guys have been pretty, pretty mm-hmm. tight. And so, like – I was thinking because we got cousins and you're still meeting people, you know, every, every time you're down here, you meet more people that are related to us. So did you feel overwhelmed? Like that first day, I know that first part was emotional and yet very touching. And I felt not very awkward, which surprised me. I never felt awkward, awkward. which is so weird. Think about that. We did not know you at all. It was just like, pieces, puzzle pieces clicking into place. Isn't that amazing? It made sense. It felt right. It was like I've always known you in a way. 
That's right. um, and just a lot of like-mindedness. Um, it, so it was never awkward and overwhelming maybe a little, but there were the six of us there, you know, since you invited all of us. So we had pockets of people who were able to visit and we just kind of went from person to person. There's always food involved. Anytime there's great food involved. <laughs> of course. I gave her a hug, which I'm not in the habit of doing. But I, I put my hands on her face because she's – I've just realized DNA said she's mine, yeah. my daughter. So I put my hands on her face, and I'm looking at her eyes. Well, you I'm know. glad that wasn't weird for yeah, you. Yeah, that was you weird. that. And I'm looking at her, and I'm thinking, okay, if she's mine, I ought to see a little bit of me in her. So, I mean, I'm just looking at her face, and I thought, well, what I meant yep, was from her I'm perspective, a, Phil, from her perspective while you're doing that, that means your face was close to hers, and she She's was like, this, this is scary. Now, you know, she was thinking, yeah. this guy's Joe Biden here. What, what's, yeah. so, but, you know, you're kind of a composite to me of – because there's not a lot of Robertson women. You know, Dad had two sisters, and there's a few girl cousins, but not a ton. There's a way more male-centric family, uh, at least our generation. But you have a composite of a lot of my – you know, I, I can see some of my Aunt Judy in you, my Aunt Jan, especially when you get on one of your rants, you know, because you can do a pretty good rant. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a couple of my girl cousins. Mm-hmm. So you do have that. And then, and, and, and Jace is right. You you look a lot like Granny, mm-hmm. you know, in some ways like Dad's mom, mm-hmm. uh, which I hate, you know, you never got to meet them because, you know, they were very special to us, obviously. So now you got yeah. the stories. And What's the interesting That's good and bad. Is that, but. Is that your mother uh, – named you not telling you who your father is but named you phyllis have you have you had you thought about that or did you think about that when it finally our oldest son was the first to realize that and messaged and and was like phil phyllis question you know yeah that hit me one lisa in the process and i was like that is turning into a lifetime movie here you know what (laughs) i mean this could be a lifetime movie that that is kind of (laughs) weird it was very weird. But I'll echo what they said. Uh, I knew, I know the DNA, and, you know, I believe in that. But I knew you were my sister pretty quickly in when you were, I thought, well, she doesn't mind a good argument, which I really like. Uh, hey, man, again. And I said, she's pretty blunt. I was telling Missy, I said, she's blunt. I was like, yep, definitely my sister. It's true stuff. So, it yeah. So it was, it was cool. So, Phyllis, all I can tell you is I'm glad you found me. I'm glad I found you. All I have to say is welcome aboard. (laughs) I'm glad God found both of you. Miss Kay, what do you have to say? I have to say this. Who stayed with you 10 years through all of that? I'm glad you stayed with me to witness this and how it all worked out. I know. What a gracious, kind, godly woman you are because you know think about it i had so much she had every reason to call me well everybody i knew and every member of my family and even your family except your mom and dad said you're an idiot to stay with him you're gonna be like a um but you know welcome that so just why did you stay the course with a heathen like myself well you know what you you have my grandmother to thank for that nanny was her name and she taught me about the Bible, and she always told me, she said, you just marry one man, and it's one woman for one life. She said, there's no such word to me as divorce. Somebody created it, but it's not there. You'll never say it. I said, so I'll never say that? And she said, that's right. She said, and you're going to have to fight for your marriage. And I said, well, that's ridiculous. Why would I fight for my marriage? I've already planned it all out <laughs> because I was going to marry a pioneer man, which I did. Yeah. And I was going to. What have, do you mean, Miss K, by pioneer man? A woodsman, a fisherman, a man of the earth, a man that An could go. Outdoors, she forgot. That could, he, he could take me across America like the. You know, they did back in, in the, the She forgot yeah. to tell you the in Pioneer the Man has some baggage. <laughs> <laughs> she left that yeah. part out. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why she it told it me I'd to fight for my it. marriage. Yeah. Fight, and that's what I did. And other people would say, why would you live with him? He's a jerk. I mean, he's two-time, and you even know it. I mean, the Bible can release you from that. Yeah. I said, I know, but I choose to stay. Because I want my three boys, at that time it was three, 
to have this home. And they said, well, they're not seeing a lot of good stuff at that home. (laughs) And I said, nope, I just, it's in my heart. I can't leave. I just can't do it. And both of these, I will say, they fought for me the best they could against their dad when he was acting so bad. Jason one night came in and he pulled my hair. And Jason jumped on his back. You don't remember this. You was a little boy. I remember you telling me about it because you you were thankful, you know. I know. And I said, and he said, get off me. Get off me. And Jason said, don't hurt my mama. Don't hurt my mama. I'm going to hit you. I'm going to do something to you if you hurt her. You know, Phil's trying to shake him off, get him off his back. But, you know, it was so, uh, that was a memory I had. Plus, Alan he took care of everything. When things were bad, he mm. was seven years old, and he he washed y'all, took gave y'all a bath, fed y'all, put you to bed, took care of yeah. all that. He's seven. Yeah. And I, I remember that. I was being like the father figure, you know, and then later on I was like, hey, let's – Kick me out of the nest because so you finish. know I don't want so you. So move up. Yeah. So I'm waiting for the thousand dollar car, belated Father's Day car. When she finally does step out, she's stepping out. I had been repentant for, I mean, for just a few months. I repented a few months before you were born. So you came out of a uh, sinful situation, but now that you're here, you say, you know, I've been. Following Jesus for forty five years, so absolutely, it is. God's hand, God's hand has been on my life, all my life, and uh, that that grace that God was extending to you, saving you, and changing you and your family, I believe that extended to me. I'm Somehow. sure. Somehow, I, I don't understand that exactly, but God is mysterious and and big and great, and I just believe that that's what. And happened. you wouldn't even have a baby brother if I hadn't stayed. I doubt, Al, that <laughs> this is the only time this has ever happened. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, it, it happens quite well, a bit. For all of, give a few words for the well, ones out so, there that might. <clears throat> Look, it's all it's all in being in a position of a believer for when you receive any kind of news, especially something life-changing, that you'd be ready for it. And I think our family was, and certainly your family was, which is what merged us. So I just want to thank our unashamed uh, podcast audience. You realize you know, nobody has known this story. We share it with you first. Because you guys give us uh, your time to be able to listen to the Bible, so we wanted you to hear uh, Phyllis's story first uh, from us, and we're and we're proud to be able to do that. We got a little more we're going to talk about. Uh, those of you who are blazetv.com uh, slash unashamed subscribers, we're going to give you an opportunity to have a little more of our conversation. But for our unashamed audience, uh, thank you so much, um, and uh, we'll keep doing Bible study. That's what we do. So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast.